We are your uh, podcast hosts. I'm Nori. I'm Alex. <laughs> we are, yeah, we are joined today by uh, by Sirius and Luna. We'll see how long they sit with us. We put our we put our jammies on, and they were like, "Oh, okay, it's it's cuddle time. It's cuddle time." I mean, I'm giving a whiplash here, so they had to snuggle in. They're here for it. I know. The cutie is patootious. And so those, they're so dark that they almost get lost in your Bob's Burgers shirt. <laughs> yeah, there are two of them here. There are two of them there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. We have some, as usual, some exciting uh, topics today that could we could talk about for five minutes. We could talk about for 45. It's all up to us, really. <laughs> it is up to us. <laughs> We are starting with Topic Bowl, Topic Bowl, a classic. Topic a classic. Bowl. We have we can't yet. We have a ton of topics um, in our Topic Bowl. So in case this is your first time with us, um, we have a ton of topics that we pull. We pick every time when we have guests in the future. We will have them add topics. Um, and then, of course, if you have a topic that you want us to cover, you can uh, drop a comment below and we will cover it in a future episode. Yes. We'll even give you a shout out if you want us to use your handle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I want to go first. Go. <laughs> go, on, go on with your bad self. Uh, true crime. Very smart going first because that could be you know it. the rest of the episode. You know it. We tried to bring it up on one of our last episodes and I got the hard no. I was, she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's way too late on this episode to start this particular topic. So I wanted to give it to you right off the gate. That's right. Yeah. You can't dive in uh, to a topic that full. I mean, there are podcasts devoted to true crime. I would say hundreds of, if not thousands of podcasts just devoted to true crime. It's a crime big, porn. big Big topic. Alex is not a fan of it. I'm not. You know what? I'll tell you what it is. I used to like it because I could watch an episode and become informed of what that happened in that case. Right? My wife loves true crime, so she will binge entire series, not seasons, series of true crime. And now I just feel this heaviness. Yeah. For the families that went through it, right? Like, I don't even care about the crime. It's just the family members crying. It just breaks my heart. I can't. I can't. I call it murder shows. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that. I understand that. I think um, it's, when, especially when you binge and go through episode, episode, series, series, it can be hard to remember how real this is for people and you kind of become disconnected with it. So I completely understand that. Um, and I used to like, I was absolutely that teenager that would watch 48 hours or first 48. Um, I mean really enter show name here, right on, um, when I was in high school, like that would be my show. I would fall asleep to every night, which cannot have been healthy for me and my sleep, I'm sure. But I think at that point too, it was, um, you know, and we've talked about this on a previous episode. I, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a special agent one day, a detective one day, a spy one day. It was research. Day. I was like, oh, it was I'm, research. I'm career searching. Mom, I can't come to dinner. I'm career searching. <laughs> so I think at that point it is easier, at least for me, it was easier to, to digest this in like mass quantities. And then of course life happens and you go through these, you know, traumatic experiences or you meet friends and family that have been through it and all of a sudden it's all more real and it's harder to watch as it should be um because it is it is heavy the topics and everything are very heavy and i have had to take breaks from true crime when it is too heavy in my life absolutely but in a weird way and i know this sounds crazy but in a weird way i would actually think i would actually say that it decreases my anxiety is like people who watch sad movies to get themselves to yeah I get you yeah it it makes me think like because every time I watch one of these like you know women who were abducted type episodes or listen to these stories I think okay what would I do in that scenario and almost running through what I would do in all these different variations decreases my anxiety because I 
in magically in my head think, okay, I'll be more prepared. I knew that's what you were going to say. You just feel like, okay, I ran that scenario through. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert on that one. Check. Check. (laughs) Right. Check. I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. And supposedly a lot of anxiety comes from that. Right? Like if you replay scenarios in your head and situations. Absolutely. That's that is a big indicator of having anxiety. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Creating these false narratives and false situations in your head. Absolutely. I would say I get I I have a lot of anxiety around that. But I think really what I would say my passion in true crime is, (laughs) if you can say that, if I can call it that, but if I was wealthy and had money to devote it would be to cold cases. Okay. It would be to cold cases. And, um, I mean, obviously. So I that could... would be, that would be your selected or chosen. Like if you got into the FBI. Oh, I would be 100% work solely cold cases if I had an option. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's good to know. And I try to put a lot of, um, I try to do a lot of listening to cold cases as well. I always think like, I mean, I'm absolutely that person where an Amber Alert comes on. I'm like, oh, let me go check my street really quick just in case the car's parked on my street. <laughs> I will, when I get, I, we call them Flamber Alerts because it's the Florida, Florida Amber. Okay. Flamber Alerts. I love uh, if I'm driving, I do become yes. hyper-conscious and aware of whether or not I see the make and model of the car that, that we just got an an announcement for. Absolutely. Yeah, which I guess, you know, is the point, right? And obviously they do work to some degree in, in some cases, yada, yada. So it's like, that's obviously that's great. That's the whole point of that's, it. But I think about, um, I think about how heavy those losses are, right? And, and you mm-hmm. have... S- I don't want to say standard grief and 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 minimize it in that way, but you have quote unquote normal grief. You lose somebody in some way, and all that emotion and all that anger and just the grief process that you're going through, in addition to the stress of somebody finding out what happened to your loved one. Only to have that realization and sometimes literally years, right? And some people, decades, decades, and you spend, you, you know, you quit your job or you're not able to hold down a job. Like you devote the rest of your flipping life to finding out what happened to your loved one only to, in so many cases, die without answers. I mean, even some of the episodes that make it on air where they do find the killer or they do find justice for the victim you hear the story and it's like a decade later, a new cop came in, picked up the case and figured it out. Yes. Two decades later. And like some of the people, like some of the parents who'd been waiting for the justice, Mm. one of them have already passed. I'm telling you, that's the part of those episodes that just stay with me. Absolutely. Those stay with me. Those stay with me. And I think, um, I mean the, the huge ones, you know, um, like John Benet Ramsey, household name right everybody knows who that is that little girl's story we still don't have answers I think we're getting closer to answers but I think about that and that's a perfect scenario where her mother died assuming she is innocent and did not know anything she died without answers and for her I didn't know her parents had died just the mom just the mom how old is she I don't think very old. And I do think it was like cancer or some illness or something Mm -hmm. along those lines. Um, But I think about all of the cases. And and of course, it's always, you know, the marginalized groups, right? I think about how many young black babies, for example, have similar stories. And we don't even hear about them. It's not a household name, right? So I think about how many decades later we are closer to getting answer for John Bonet, um, and how others have not even scratched the surface. We've Nobody forgotten. is looking. Nobody is, you know. And of course, the family still are still thinking about their loved one, still caring, but feel like there's nothing they can do. And a lot of the times, they there is nothing they can do. There's no resources. Nobody, um, you know, it's not like the average Joe can go out and solve a a case like that, nor would they have the ability to interview and have access and on and on and on. So I think about 
those are the cases that really like stay with you. Yes, that stay with me. And I think about when when I am of a of a, a rich and have resources to <laughs> devote when I am capable of doing that. That is absolutely something I would love to devote time and energy to. I love that. I was just about to ask, are do you watch some of these cold cases mm. with the hope that you are going to play a part in the solving of the crime? Not not when you're rich and you have resources, but even now, like you hear things like um I think Netflix had a show called Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yes. Oh and then gosh. from that, like, a ton of tips came in yes. from the general public. Like, are you hoping to be the general public that... Absolutely. Absolutely. I watch Unsolved Mysteries, and I absolutely, <laughs> afterwards, for the episode, because every episode is not necessarily a, a murder or a homicide or true crime-esque of okay. nature. Okay. Um, but the ones that are... I absolutely am that person that look up the case immediately after the episode and see if there's an update. And and I am sometimes pleasantly surprised oh, good. that since that episode aired, there's more tips or it's been reopened or sometimes even solved. Um, so that stuff does work, absolutely. And um, I absolutely, if I... It's one of those things where um, even when I'm out walking around and I live near Atlanta, especially when I'm in the city, I absolutely try to be like hyper vigilant, hyper aware about everything going on around me as of course women should be anyway, um, when they're out. But, um, I, I always think like, what if I see something or what if I hear something or what if somebody, you know, sometimes you hear how these cases are solved and it's literally some person who called in was like, my friend said something weird to me. I don't know, maybe look into it. I'm, I, you know, so sorry to waste your time. If you see something, hear something, say, say something. something. You never know. You never know. Sometimes there are some phenomenal detectives and community resources, right? I mean, I love Boulder, Colorado. Um, the community coming yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes so what there happened are some, in Boulder? There was, um, there's this new show. That Corey's probably already binged, but I think it's called, um, gosh, it's called something web something, but it's, it's web of lies, web of lies, We've web of it. lies, web sleuths, random ass people who have decided to create these forums or participate in these forums. And specifically I think about this case and I can't even remember the case, but it was literally from, I think the seventies. And this group in Boulder, Colorado, this like these group of like middle-aged women all pieced together this murder and solved this murder without any police training, without any That's cool. I mean, it's incredible. That's it's incredible. Cool. Yeah, it really is incredible. So I I mean, I don't I am not smart enough. I don't think I could I don't have any actual skills to do, to do this. She could. But um absolutely love I think all that stuff is is phenomenal on the flip side on the flip side it if if it is a family or victims that are asking for privacy that don't want to be brought on these web sleuth pages that don't want to be talked about on social media that are not looking for public's health mind your damn business i think there is so much in the true crime i try to make sure i'm only uh, listening or supporting content that is done correctly because I, I think you absolutely have to keep the victims top of mind and when you are binging series and binging podcasts it's it's easy to forget these are real people so I try to be very responsible with the content I'm I'm taking and if a, if a family has been like you know I don't want you talking about my sister that way who passed or whatever you know who are you to not, right? Like, I agree. It's, it's, yeah. I feel bad. I actually, so I know this isn't technically true crime, but the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary, I didn't watch it because so many of the victims' families came out and said, like, can we just put our family to rest? Can we just please move on from this chapter? Like, yeah. it's not fair that now their lives 
are completely consumed by what happened to their loved one, which is already going to be a part of their lives forever. Exactly. But now it's being retold and retold and rehashed. And I think that eventually, like, we got to let it go. Like, I get it. You like true crime. I get it. It's your thing. But, like, we have to let go of some of these stories to allow the families to grieve. And I think along with that, part of the, like, the most nauseating part of it of the true crime industry, because that's what it's become. The most nauseating part is this, these, um, individuals glorifying these killers. Oh my, disgusting. And it normally is serial killers. And I get it in the way that... Like we're fascinated by it. It's fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's fascinating if you are not a psychopath or a sociopath, you're like, how? I want to know how. I want to know why. And I do think that is linked to anxiety, right? You think like, okay, if I see how that escalated, I could watch for it, right? I think there's a fascination there Mm -hmm. with people watching that escalate. But the fact that, again, Jeffrey Dahmer, household name, could we name every one of his victims? Not one. No. No. And I think that is the bigger issue. And especially that you see these people on like Instagram or whatever who have like uh, home decor dedicated to serial killers. And it's disgusting. That I mean, is disgusting. I mean, but also a gift. Because if you walk into somebody's home and they have that stuff on the walls, right. you know to leave. It's true. It's you true. know to leave immediately yeah and there's no like oh i'm such a true crime fan like no no at that point no you're not you're you're a serial killer hype man like you need help like it is that's just it's so messy i get the fascination with it and the curiosity and everything but it's like you have to remember and the Dahmer situation is a perfect example of those victims they were brought to justice as much as that can exist in that horrible ending that you have he was caught. Yes. He was served justice to. Why are we glorifying this and, and, and bringing it out in Hollywood year after year? It's like, it's done. I don't think we need to, nobody needs to profit off of that story besides the victim's families. And Absolutely. I know the victim's families did not profit off of that. Off of any of it. Yeah. Right? It's Disgusting. just the production companies. And, and, and I do. I think there is a, an ick factor to all of that that yeah. I just dislike. And I just, I just, I can't. It's almost like I put myself in that person's shoes. Yeah. Right? Because so often the killers are friends. They're, it's family members. It's friends. It's people they trusted. The victim trusted. And, you know, I can't wrap my head around that. Can you just imagine how scared... And betrayed and confused, confused that yeah. little girl must have been. And so that's what I think about the entire time I'm watching the freaking episodes. Yeah. And so that's why I am not a true crime fan. I love that about you. What? I love that about you. Because, <laughs> no, because I think it just, you, it's just, you're a very empathetic <sighs> person. And um, there's not enough of that. Mm. There's not enough of I'll that. So I think that's great. I I'll think take that's it. great. And love that no matter the hype, no matter how so many flipping millions of people are just obsessed with this stuff, you just recognize it's not good for my mental health. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Because oh it gosh. is easy to be swept up in it all. Yeah. And another thing is you shouldn't watch things you don't support. So I like that you do a little more research. Yes. There are absolutely, I won't name drop them, but there are absolutely some true crime content creators that. There are, there's proof, right? Like in Twitter, you can see the victims sharing messages like, hey, I asked this individual not to reach out and, uh, or not to cover this story or don't, you know, don't share that person's story in that way. Um, and of course then they do. They did. They did. Yeah. And so it's, it's those little signs like that, that even if it's one time, you know, if they knew ahead of time and they went ahead anyway because they needed to get their episode out or whatever the situation was, like, absolutely never going to support that person. I love it. I love it. I also think, uh, completely off topic, but same kind of thought, uh, Pam and Tommy, the Pamela Anderson story. I don't care if it won every award that there is to to give out. 
the fact that Pamela Anderson pleaded. She was begging for that story not to be told because it was her story and she was being re-victimized. I don't care if she wrote a story. I don't care if it got her blocked in the platform. The fact that the person whose story was being told asked the story not to be told, I think that is a crime. And I was super upset and disappointed with... um, What's his name? Seth Green. Uh, the guy from Knocked Up and, you know, and I I love him. I think he's such a brilliant writer and director and producer and all kinds of things. And I was just so disappointed in him for re-victimizing her that way. Yeah, I agree. Especially, especially how it's, it was years ago, right? Years and years ago. And so you think about how obviously nobody our age has forgotten that story. We all already know that story. So all the only thing it did is retell the story, reintroduce the story and, um, and that whole situation to younger people who had not already heard the story. Yes. So it's like, she's worked hard to climb out of this and put it behind her and forget it and, and recover amazingly from it. Um, you know, despite how, what you think about her and everything else, like she put that behind her and then here we are again, we're right back in the middle of it. And I can't imagine having that situation re-dragged up after all these years. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, she is, is begging, please no. And nobody views her as a human with rights. Like, no, 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 this is Hollywood. That doesn't apply here. Yeah. Like it's a public story. And because it's a public story, it belongs to all of ours. It's like, no, it's their story. Yes. Yeah. It's their real life. It's their real life. And so, yeah, yeah, super, super messed up. So agreed. I did not watch it for the same reason. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even though, uh, you know, she only messages me like once a month now, like thanking me. I'm like, oh, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay, Pam. Don't worry. She may never know that she has (laughs) women in the rest of the world being like, I didn't watch it to support you in silence. That's right. Right? Like, uh, Corey, my wife says all the time that we vote stronger with our dollars, right? Mm. Than with our actual vote. I, yes, that is so flippin' true. And so not giving them the views, not giving them the attention, um, and I know that we're talking about the show itself, but we're actually telling you not to watch it. That's right. No matter how good Lily Allen, Lily, I don't know what her name is, but she is gorgeous in that movie or show. She's beautiful. What's her name? Lily... Let me look it up. I'll look it up. Now we have to look it up. But um, we're going to put it somewhere but yeah, on the if screen. You, if you're looking for uh, solid uh, Pamela Anderson content, you just look up Scooby-Doo. <laughs> the live action Scooby-Doo. Is she in it? Oh my God, yeah. Is yeah. she really in yes. it? Get yes. it, girl. girl. Lily James. Lily, Lily James. James. Yes. Lily James. She's fantastic. Yes. But again, I'm like, why did you agree to do that? Agreed. I, I did. I thought the, the same thing. Sometimes the dollar signs, they just... You, it's like... You yeah. have to have integrity. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. There is always more money to make. Always. No matter what you do, there's always more to be made. You have to have some standards. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. Your topic. Unless, unless, actually, no, before we move on, I will always prefer a crime fiction. Yeah. All day, every day, yeah. uh, Criminal Minds. I've seen the whole series from beginning to end, maybe two or three times. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. and it's like 10, 11 seasons. Yeah, it's heavy. It's uh, it's long. It's long, I mean. Um, the, yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of watching Bones. I That one's a little lighter, I think, because it's much more comedy, whereas like uh, Criminal Minds was like really serious. And I'm yeah. okay with it because I think in the back of my mind, I'm like... There's no real victims. There's no family affected, right? It's fictional, so like it doesn't hit me as hard, right? Who's gonna break break it to her that all of those are based on real cases? But <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> are they all of them? Um, I'm pretty sure all of them are based on real cases. I know, like SVU, every one of them is based on a real case. I think it's similar for Criminal Minds. Law and Order SVU. Yes, every one of those is based like pulled from a ca- a real case. Hard-hitting facts. You heard it here first. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I also watched Law & Order SVU. They do dramatize it all, obviously. 
Um, well, and it never, ever gets solved as quickly as they would make you believe. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's that's the other thing, I'm always too. like, I want Detective Stabler and... <laughs> what is her name? I've never seen these. You've never seen Law and no, Order SVU. that's what I'm saying. I, like, just started this, like, endeavor, and Bones was recommended for me first. So I'm on, like, season 11 of Bones. Okay. And then I think I'm going to watch Criminal Minds and Law and Order. You're going to like Criminal Minds. Yeah, I think And I there's will. another one, and I'm trying to remember. So True Detective is supposed to be fantastic with Matthew McConaughey. That was also suggested to me. Yep. Yes. And there's another one that I'm trying to remember. It's about the inception of the FBI, not the inception of the FBI. It's the the creation ish of the behavioral ana- analysis unit, right? Oh, so you see um, them. Mindhunter, fantastic, fantastic. Mindhunter is phenomenal. Yes, I love and that show. it's love more that show. about like the science and the psychology yeah. of going after the bad guys than it is about the bad guys themselves, which is, yeah. I think, why I liked it so yeah, much. Yeah, that one is that one is so great. The, I mean, the fact that there are humans um, or aliens, but I think they're all humans, um, that, and I'm trying to think of the word now, I just drew a blank, but they can tell you, oh, this murder was most likely created by blah, blah, blah type of person middle-aged uh guy with this personality traits yes. what are, why can't i think of the yes the word i know everybody listening is screaming the word right now <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue but um yeah they can tell you like oh b- because this crime was completed this way and the evidence we have profiler profiler a profiler uh. way to go way to go so yeah like the fact that they can create a profile and that is a job in the fbi is is it though fascinating is oh, it yeah. though i i do wonder right like when i um i had a question for you uh if you could be as smart as any fictional character who would it be Oh, Ski, you haven't watched freaking Criminal Minds. Okay, I was going to say, this is uh, right, because I would choose, based on my current absorption of these shows, I'm apparently a little bit behind, but... Dr. Bones. Temperance. Temperance Bones. She is a pretty smart lady. Yeah, she is. She's, she's a super incredible. smart lady. And I realized, I realized for, for everybody, her name is not Temperance Bones, but... Temperance. We're talking about fictional characters, not the actress. The actress. I do find it so funny that after they... Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this, skip ahead the next 10, 15 seconds. But the fact that after they get married or, or you know, together, together he still calls her Bones. It's hilarious to I me. I think it would be hard not to. Yeah, that's fair. Right? Like That's fair. If you had met Donovan and he had a nickname... You'd probably just stick to the nickname you'd given him. Yes. Even if technically it was the last name. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. right. Like well, that's it's... not her last name. He just calls her Bones. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's one that Corey doesn't like. But oh, okay. I'll yeah. watch it when she's asleep sometimes. Yeah, he just calls her that. That's why. And it, at, the, at the beginning, I think for like the first couple of seasons, she would tell everybody how much she hated that nickname. And then, of course, it grew on her and everything else. But it's just so... And so, Donovan, my husband... It's an appropriate nickname. ...watches um, when he sees me watching it or whatever. He'll say, oh, how are Lady and Man Bones? And that's what he calls them. Lady <laughs> lady Bones, bones <laughs> or Man Bones. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's more... Ugh. That's more I egg. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, who would you choose? It's it's a toss up between Doctor Reed, mm-hmm. who is one of the one of the profilers in, in Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds, okay. and probably the best character, okay, uh, or Rick from Rick and Morty, because he's the smartest man in the universe, and he turned himself into a pickle. Okay, so okay, spoiler, haven't got to that episode yet. But okay, I love that. Yeah, I it's, love that. It's a, it's a toss up because those I did two. for the few episodes that I've watched so far. I did think how effing cool would it be to be able to invent things like that, to create things like that, and be that amazing of a scientist. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why, right? So, like, if I could invent portal tra- portal travel, and I could, Ugh. right? Like, there are certain episodes where they are basically stranded on an island, and he is able to 
create these amazing things Mm -hmm. to get themselves out of trouble. And I would just love to be that resourceful, that smart, that intelligent and resourceful. Oh, I love that. Yeah. My unfortunate... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and then Dr. Reed is just... I think he has... um, I want to say... People call it photographic memory, but it's something else. It's idyllic memory. That's what he has. Oh. Idyllic memory, where he remembers like everything he reads. Okay, yeah. One of the uh, one of the interns on Bones is like that. Yes, yeah. the nerdier the one. The nerdier one. Yes, that gets wrapped up in some drama. Oh, Senna. Mm-hmm. Well, I and so Doctor Reed. I feel like Doctor Reed's form of intelligence is more believable and more realistic mm-hmm. but if i'm choosing i think i'd go with rick my toxic trait is thinking i am as smart as dr temperance brennan but actually being <laughs> brennan that's but actually right, that's being as smart as like michael scott <laughs> from the office yes <laughs> you know awareness is key awareness is key awareness is key the more you know <laughs> Oh, man, the Michael Scott. Oh, man. Who's a great boss? He's the world's best boss, you know? There's no denying it. There's no denying it. The Office is probably one of the greatest shows of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Okay, true crime. What's your next topic? Okay, yeah, my topic, what we're going to cover today is going to be if you had the option to never have to sleep again. Like you, your body never required sleep. Would you take it? Yes or no? And why? Dang, that is a super hard question. It's a, yeah, it's a thinker. It's a thinker because I love to sleep. My wife often says that I sleep like a teenager because I'll be like, oh baby, I just, I just need a little nap and I'm out for three hours. Right. And even after that three hour nap, when, when nighttime comes, when sleep time when comes, sleep time comes, I right back, right back it. to sleep. Right. Like, and I often think when I hear t- people talking about insomnia or, Oh, I haven't been able to sleep or I slept bad. I'm like, that's Satan. awful. <laughs> I'm like, don't say that stuff around me. Don't jinx me. Don't give me your juju. Because I just love to sleep. I love nap times. I love that recharging. Mm -hmm. I have very vivid dreams. So I love to dream. Um, so I would, I would have a, I think I would have a secondary question to your question. Do I feel tired? No. So I, it's like freaking vampire central. That's right. I can just be awake. I just don't ever get tired. Don't ever get sleepy. That's right. I would probably not take, I would, I would, I would let go of my sleep. You would. I would. I would, I would be so much more productive. I'd get, you know, eight plus hours a day back. Right. That question is hard for me for the exact same reasons. <laughs> like I love sleep. Yeah. I love sleeping. Um, probably too much. I'm absolutely one of those people where it's my coping mechanism. So like if I get stressed, instead of doing anything on my to-do list, I'll go take a nap. <laughs> Like, yes. that is my coping skill. I don't know that I would have ever put two and two together, but I, like, if something, if I am really overwhelmed, I do find myself being, like, extremely exhausted yes. and, and, like, ready for a nap. Absolutely. Yes, yes absolutely. I have only recently Hoping. discovered that as well. Like, somebody, like, I read something about it, about napping being a coping mechanism, and I was like, huh. Like an avoidance. At, at, at first, I was like, "That's stupid." And then I remember, literally, the next day at work, a, like really stressful, heavy day, so much to do and everything. And I remember like screaming over to my husband, "Like, man, I'm so tired. I just really want to take a nap." And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, light bulb!" <laughs> Sometimes that's <laughs> what you need is yes. somebody to tell you something, and then it happens, and you're like. Damn, yeah. that is me. Yeah, so exact same reason. And I think for me, it would depend on... Um, you have a follow-up you? question as well for could, your own? Yeah, for my <laughs> own. For my own question. Because it's like, I would absolutely take the option to not have to sleep again. Of course. And right? not get tired. And not get tired. And not get tired. But also, like, I, my question to myself on the question is, could I fall asleep? Like, like if, if you really if wanted, I wanted to. to, like if I'm sitting on a lazy Sunday and it's re- and it's raining and I'm watching a movie 
and I'm, you know, I'm not tired, but I just like want to snuggle in and fall asleep. Could I for 30 minutes? This is an excellent follow-up question. To my question. Yes. Like, can I sleep just for the sleep? Yeah. As opposed to the recharging aspect of it. Also. That's a good question. Imagine the doom scrolling you would do with 24 hours a day awake. Right? Like you have My to find anxiety. something. My anxiety. I felt it spike. You have to find something to fill your time. So sleep is such a blessing that way where, you know, you do get to shut your mind off. Even if you're dreaming and everything, your mind shuts off. It's this magical quiet time. Um, which is probably, it, which is why it's so dangerous a lot of the times too. And why like when you're depressed and everything, it's easy to oversleep. But I think about all of the free time that I would have and assuming the rest of the world is still sleeping, all of the things I could knock off while I didn't have to wait for others. Right? Like I, I'm, I'm thinking my peak productivity hours would be from midnight to 6am because I don't have to worry about anybody else interrupting me. Yada, yada. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I also would want to know if I could sleep because all I can think about is being on a hammock. Right. Like, right. What do you even do on a hammock if you can't sleep? Exactly. So I want to be able to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You want, yeah, I'd want to be able to sleep sometimes. I love it. Sometimes voluntarily. So, um, but the, the excess, excess time is, would be worth it. But good, good observation with being like, well, what am I going to do with all that extra time? Right. Right. Because if it's just going to be doom scrolling, I'm taking my sleep back. A hundred percent. I think that's where habits come in and so on and so forth. But, right. but right. are you the type of vampire to take on an entrepreneurial opportunity? With <laughs> exactly. Or are you doom scrolling? Exactly. Excellent follow up question. <laughs> I have another one for you. Okay. You will see this in one of the more recent Rick and Morty seasons. But if you had the option of sleeping, Mm -hmm. but having your sleep self do things you don't want to do. So having like a night version of yourself, right? Two things. A, would you do it? And B, what would you have your night person do for you that you don't want to do for yourself? Oh my gosh. I mean, this is getting in like the weird realm of, I'm immediately thinking of AI and all of the crazy. No, 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 no. This is you AI. like, you fall asleep and then you, your right. like zombie body wakes up. And right. Like, but I'm thinking about how far off are we from having little robots in our houses to do stuff that we program them to do while we're sleeping. I mean, I have a Roomba. Amen. Wilson. I know. A Woodhouse. 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 We were going to call him Alfred, but it was too obvious. So we went with Woodhouse. Mm, I love it. Um, yeah. I, I do love that everybody has named their, their the Roomba. Roomba. Yes. It's, it's a member of the family, honestly. <laughs> They're out here doing God's work. <laughs> but, but, um, they really are. When you have dogs, when you have dogs, <laughs> they are out pets? here doing God's work. They are. Um, I, yes. Absolutely would do that. Do I have immediately a minor fear that this sleep version of me is going to come and like kill me and being like, I don't need wake version of you. I will just take over. Girl, that is literally the episode. Oh, no way. That is literally the episode. Oh my gosh. Rick and Morty, you probably need a new writer. You can hit me up. The Goodnight Shop on Instagram. That's right. Um, I will say, I will say, I would want to either learn an instrument, clean the house, or work out. So I was absolutely going to say cleaning the house. Cleaning the house, absolutely. If I could have somebody do that every night, myself meaning, sleep self do that, absolutely. I think I'm going to name my uh, my sleep self Victoria. I like it. I it, love that name. It feels like an alter ego to Nori. I don't know. I, like it. I don't know how or why, but Victoria. So yeah, like Victoria it. would absolutely clean this out of clean, the house. Yes. Top to bottom, bitch. Don't be lazy. <laughs> so she's getting that done. Um, I would not choose working out though. Only, Are you? I'd be like, just sit it up, just just, just like them. Three hours a night, do crunches. The only reason being is because I've found I've recently joined the Peloton fandom, and by recently I'm like a year into it. But I, for the first time in my life, enjoy 
working out. Mm. Enjoy working out. And I do see how much it decreases my stress. But it would still decrease... You would still get the physical benefits of exercise. The physical benefits. Would I have the mental benefits? That's, yeah. Like I would walk away and I would still be like... I'd you'd wake up in the, the morning and be like... You'd have the dopamine. You'd have all of it. Oh, well, I mean, I'm going to fill Victoria's schedule then. She's going to be busy every night. Yeah. Because cleaning, working out, work. Are you kidding me? Let's just have her clock in and do my job. No, I like my work. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'd rather Peloton than work. Totally. Yeah, I think, uh, well, okay, okay, back to Victoria in just a second, but side note on the Peloton, I mean, no, I would still want Awake Me to do that because I would, I would want to hang out with Cody. Love Cody. Love Cody, and I need to hang out with him. He does. I Talk about a positive sunshine of a person. Oh my gosh. He is a little ray of sunshine out in the world, and I, we are here for it. I do adore him. I adore, adore him and his positiveness, his positive attitude. Um, so yeah, I think, I think absolutely I would have her clean and, uh, and do as much of my job as possible. Like even if I just have to like monitor emails the next day, perfect, fine. That's fine. She did the brunt of the work. Um, I'm trying to think what else learning a language actually, if I got to keep, yeah, got to keep it's the you. language, absolutely learning a language would definitely be. I, I mean, these are all the same answers. If I didn't have to sleep, this is what I would spend my time doing. Yeah. And then you just sleep all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And let her take care of it. Victoria is running this house now. <laughs> Victoria <laughs> is running the show. I leave it in her capable hands. For, absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty solid. I would still want to learn to play an instrument because then I don't have to hear the bad parts. Right. Right, when, right. Ah, ah, ah. right, and then once I'm really good, I'll be like, holy crap, I'll practice myself. Are you playing this the is, cello? Uh, yeah, I am playing a cello. Thank a cello? you for picking okay. that up. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> we started violin-y up here. I'm here and I'm like, where are we <laughs> Do you play any instruments? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. That's surprising. I know. That's I wish, surprising. I wish, I mean, it's not, but I wish I did play Either the piano, the guitar, or the ch the cello is my favorite instrument. Is it? Oh my god, it is beautiful. It's it's because the violin, I love it, but it's a little bit higher of a note than I like. Mm -hmm. The cello just feels robust, and it feels ugh, it's my favorite. Yo-Yo Ma is my favorite composer. Do you think you will ever learn? Thank you for asking me that. I hope so. Yeah? I hope so. I, I really, you know, I, if there was anything my father taught me or has taught me in life is to never stop being a student. Yeah, I was going to say be a permanent student. Be a permanent student for the rest of your life. Always be learning something new because it just makes life worthwhile. It makes life interesting. It makes life more, uh, your life more fulfilled and I'm all about it. Yeah, and you never know when you're you know, starting a new hobby or trying to learn a new skill, you never know where that's going to take you. Oh my gosh, yes. And the new experiences it'll open you up to and the new people you'll meet. Yes. I mean, life is weird that way, right? Like a million different paths. And uh, and I think absolutely, absolutely would open you up to more experiences and just overall more well-rounded person. And, sorry. No, that's it. I was going to say, and you don't have to be an expert. Right, so like oh, yeah. at, at in my thirties, if I was gonna go take a cello class, I don't expect to make it into the symphony. You right. know, I'd be learning for myself to get to you know either play music that I think is beautiful or create music that I think is beautiful. But my intent behind learning the instrument wouldn't be, you know, to become famous. Yeah, for you're not the making instrument. this a career. Yeah, I have to tell you that I saw this video. It's like a hip hop dance class and it's all middle aged plus men. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And I'm down for that. Absolutely. You know, because they don't look, I mean, don't get me wrong. They looked fly. They looked like they had their little moves all down and they weren't all easy. Right. 
But it doesn't look like this is a ton of men that have been dancing their whole life right. and are continuing classes, right? It looks like that maybe they started a little later in life, maybe even recently in life. And I am all about that student life, learning something new. Agreed. Agreed. In fact, have you seen the video going around right now about the warrior um, basketball dance team? Love it. Love it. Love it. I love that. I thought that was so fantastic. I all, do too. For those that don't know what we're talking about, it was all um, just like middle-aged individuals that were dancing that you could clearly tell most of them were not professional, but were phenomenal. And, and given it all. Absolutely. Uh, uh, they were uh. in it. You could tell they were having a great time. And, um, and it's super entertaining and it's doing exactly what those groups are supposed to do and like hype the audience. Yes. That's all it's supposed to do, right? Like you do not need to be a professional to do that. I'm into it. Oh, I'm absolutely into it. Totally into it. If I go to any sporting event, the one that I go to a year and there isn't a middle age plus group dancing, I don't want to go. I'll be disappointed. I don't want to go. Yeah. I hear you. I'll be missing out on my one on my one event a year. Now I think those two topics were really good. Well, in fact, I do know how to play a musical instrument. Do you? I do. What do you? Play? I do. I played the flute. You got some Lizzo in you. I do. Oh my gosh! I had I been in band when Lizzo, she was ten years too late for me. Had I been in band when Lizzo did that, mm -hmm. it would have been, I would have stuck to it. That's why you got to see what you want to be. I know. All inspiring. All inspiring. I was like, oh my, oh, Lizzo, I have such a girl crush on you after that. That was impressive. Um, but I, so I do know how, yeah, I do know how, like how to read music and how to play the flute. What? But I haven't played in years now. It's probably been a good three, four years, but my la my big accomplishment with that was the Harry Potter soundtrack. I learned the Harry Potter soundtrack on the flute. And if you think about like some of their songs, you know, when they're showing Hogwarts and stuff in the movies, it is a lot of flutes. Girl, I can't even think of what that soundtrack sounded like That's right fair. now. That's fair. I'll bust it out for you. But um Oh, we're doing that on here. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm not very good. I'm not very good and it's been so long. It's a hard instrument. I would yeah. say just the breathing. When I, I see Lizzo say, do it, I'm like... Yeah, that's what impressed me so much about her is that she could sing... And dance. And like, dance. Dance. Oh, yeah. She's like giving it her all out there and then she's like, give me that flute. And then she has air for the flute. It's amazing. I know. It's Did amazing. Did you see my... My yeah. flouting skills. Yeah, I did. Did uh, I even do it the right way? No, and your hand, one is forward, one is back. It's more like it's more like you're holding a schlong. I don't know much about holding schlongs. That's not what I heard. That's I mean that does sound that sounds very trilly. Um yeah, so I, I wouldn't don't even know what I that wouldn't means. wouldn't learn a uh wouldn't learn necessarily. There's not like another instrument that I like really want to learn. Um if you, if I just went like, and you learned an instrument. Oh, if, yeah, I think like, I don't have, you know, I'm not sure if I'm committed enough to do it, but funny enough for me, it would be the violin. It would be. Yeah. That's a, that's a close second for me too. Yeah. Yeah. It would that's be the pretty. violin. My mom knew the violin taught was, you know, whatever got taught the violin, but she said she never, she's like, I, I learned it for three years, but I still don't think I ever could play it. Apparently, it's very hard to it's learn. It's hard. It, I mean, all string instruments are, are difficult. Yeah, very. I took guitar lessons when I was little. Oh, yeah? I did. And, uh, <laughs> so embarrassing. And, uh, I was staying at my aunt's house because it was myself and my cousin. Okay. And I was staying at my aunt's house and I was in a room and I was, like, three classes in. And I was, like, trying to, like, strum up a little song that I'd wrote. And she pops her head in and she's like, oh yeah, that's your song? You're not going to get very far in life, right? And she's like, you, 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 it's better if you stick to your day job. Oh my gosh. And, oh yeah, we call her Cruella DeVille. I was going to say, your family's harsh. I know, I know. That's why when people are, that, that viral thing that came out for a little while that was like, oh, you think you can make me feel bad? 
You I was like, you didn't grow up with my you, family. You, you ain't gonna. Yep. You're gonna have to try really, really hard. And at that point, we ain't friends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? But she did. She was like, oh, you're trying to make a song? Oh, you're trying to make a song? It's not very good. <laughs> so then you gave that up. I, you know... I did. Yeah, that's fair. That's I fair. I did. I was like, well, if I'm not... And that was something that I wish I hadn't felt when I was younger was the pressure of... Um, being good, being perfect right, right away. away. Girl. Yes. Yes. I yes. dropped so many things, right? Because if I was trying to cook something or bake something and it didn't work, I'd be like, well, then I'm not supposed to do this. Right when I was playing, was learning to play the guitar, and I heard that I was like, "Oh, you know, people who are really good, they're naturals at it, right? Mm-hmm. They pick up the guitar and they're like," mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Well, then I'm clearly not supposed to do that." And so that saying, it takes a thousand hours to master anything, or even to get good at something. Proficient, I, yeah, yeah, is yeah. so freaking true right so whether you're trying to learn something new because you're trying to master it and do it for a job or you're trying something new because you just want to be good at it for yourself you don't have to be good at it right away so okay side tangent (laughs) and I swear I swear it'll be my last one of the episode but it's so okay so this reminds me I'm going to get a little bit more deep and vulnerable because this reminds me, I literally had this thought yesterday, yesterday with you, we were talking about our um, respective grandparents and how each of them had learned um, a skill in their seventies mm. or eighties and, and learned a skill, but like just pushed it a step further and got like a certification. They were both very different types, but Again, it goes back to being that permanent student thing, right? Yes. But I had this thought. While we were talking about that, I was like, oh, these grandmas, badasses, amazing women, incredible. And I even thought, man, I wish I was going to be that type of person, but I never will be. And then you I am, thought that? I did. I did. And immediately checked myself and thought, I'm not even 70 yet. How do I know? How did I immediately say, oh, I wish I was going to be that type of person, but I'm not going to. Like, discounting, counting myself out before I even got started. And I I literally said to myself yesterday in the car was when this conversation came up and then music started. We were all, you know, just chilling. and And I said to myself, Nori, I am promising you right now. Nori and Victoria, sleep self and awake self. <laughs> I am promising. All the versions of me. All of the versions. I am promising myself right now, I will never count you out before I've even given you a chance to try. And that, that. it was so many. I mean, I could go through example after example of example, just like your guitar playing, Mm -hmm. where I told myself, I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to be the best. I'm not going to be the top. So I'm not going to try. I'm not going to get started. And I promised myself last night, I was not going to say that stuff to myself anymore. So it's funny that just came up with the guitar because I thought... Yeah, how many times in my life have I done that? And I could literally list so many examples of sports I didn't try, skills I didn't try because I was like, I'm not going to be good or I tried it once and I was terrible at it. And to your point, exactly, everyone, oh, they're a natural, they're a natural. No, they freaking aren't. They put in hours, hours, hours of practices, years of practice And of course there are those anomalies and they are those just natural skilled people, but most individuals would be in fact insulted if you insinuated anything else, insulted that they didn't put that damn effort in. And so I am going to try to lead my life with, without putting, without counting myself out before I've even had a chance to try. I love that girl. (laughs) I love that. I wish you would have said something in the car, but I'm glad that you had that moment with yourself and that you made that promise. Yeah. Because that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm not going to let you count yourself out either. Oh, that's right. We'll hold ourselves to it. So true. So when I was in high school, uh, there were these two brothers that were a little bit older than me and the oldest 
was super naturally athletic, mm. right? It didn't matter the sport he chose to play. He yes. was just naturally good at it, right? Yes. And, and that I, exists. There's a lot of guys and girls that are athletically inclined. Yes. His younger brother wanted to play baseball just as much as his older brother. He loved baseball. It was everything to him. And he was not as naturally gifted as his older brother. But he put in the work. He worked at it day in, day out. And he eventually made it into the minor leagues. <gasps> right? That's incredible. And his brother never pursued anything athletic. Oh, that's incredible. Nothing athletic. But he put in the work and he made it into the minor leagues. And I remember thinking about that that comparison that had happened throughout high school. And then seeing it play out in real life. Who actually went ahead was the one that kept putting in the hours, kept putting in the practice. And I was always very proud of, of him for that's, doing that. That's phenomenal. That's mm-hmm. incredible. And I think along with that, I think there are a lot of s- scenarios where individuals that are naturally gifted or talented in a sport or in a skill don't end up pursuing it because so they didn't have to work for it. They, it so wasn't true. something they chose. They were just good at it, right? And then all you know, they're gonna go find something that they maybe weren't naturally good at, but they have to fight for it, and they do that. So I think that's amazing. That's incredible. And that's a good, excuse me, good observation. Last question on the topic: If there was something, is there something that you started when you were younger? That you wish you would have continued so that now you'd be proficient proficient at French. Oh, French. Yeah. Yeah. So again, and I I know I've I've mentioned it. um, I mentioned it earlier, but learning a language, I I started French. I was a military kid. So I moved um, every year, Hmm. went to a new school every year. And, um, a lot of the time, depending on how lucky we got, it was not at the beginning of the school year. And even if it was, I normally missed two, three weeks, sometimes a month, sometimes more. Mm. So, um, I remember starting French and I had missed, um, just a couple of weeks if I remember correctly, um, of the school year. But by that time, they mm-hmm. had already learned numbers, the alphabet, the foundations, right? Like how to conjugate. And so I came in, never really... That's an intense French class. <laughs> See, and I, I, yeah, maybe I missed more than I, than I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was like an intro. It was definitely like French one. Um, and yeah, missed the first month or so and could never quite catch up, always felt behind and uh, did it for that first year. Wasn't one of the ones that was naturally talented, that was naturally gifted with it and gave up, just did it for that one year. Um, and I really wish I had stuck with it and I wish I had learned other languages as well, of course, but, um, I think that's why it's so high on my to-do list now is because I never, I never saw it through. Exactly. I never finished it. I never put in the effort that I should have. And I didn't, I counted myself out, gave up way too quickly, way too quickly. Agreed. For me, it's dance. Oh yeah. Tell me more. For me, it's dance in every sense. So I wanted to be a dancer my whole life, Mm -hmm. not necessarily professionally. Like I just wanted to dance right did you dance yes so when I was little my mom put me in all kinds of dance classes okay and the problem is again this idea that we feel like we need to be good from the get-go yeah and that we don't realize that those that are better than us aren't just naturally better than us they may have just started years before us so I was put in dance maybe at 13 at 12 right around that age and, and that like, is late for some, I mean, for dance? Some, yeah, for absolutely. Dance. These little kids, they start at like two. Absolutely. Yes. Right. And so in that moment, I didn't have the wherewithal to be like, oh, that girl that looks like she, gravity doesn't even hold her back. Mm-hmm. Right. Because her hands are beautiful and the way she moves is spectacular and mm. just so graceful. And I was like back there, like made out of lead. Yeah. Right. And right. so I just like, right. oh, I'm not supposed to do this. Right. And so. I would just be like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But the truth is I was comparing myself to those that were were so much better than me. Yeah. That is something I, A, regret not pursuing. 
-hmm. and B, regret not fighting for it. Because I think to this day, I feel the way you were describing, uh, so we had an episode a while back and we talked about beaches or mountains and you talked about how you feel when you snorkel. Yeah, your mind goes silent. that for me is dance. Mm. When I am salsa dancing or whatever, it's all about like the movement. It's I love it. I love it. There's I don't think there's anything that I enjoy more. So something I don't think you know this either. Just like the flute. Um, a couple years ago. So I was a ballet dancer, but I decided three years ago, if I remember, three years ago, because I was in Georgia. Um, I decided I missed it, and I went and took ballet class, an adult ballet class. How was it? It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And Did the, you and feel the class like... again? The or the trainer again said like, "Oh, do you have prior dance experience?" And I was like, "LOL!" Like <laughs> I took like, I took a couple ballet many moons ago. Yeah, I was like a long time ago. I took some ballet classes or whatever. But he said he was like, "Oh, you're like really um, naturally graceful or something like that." And so I, I, again, I'm going to tell you, go take the dance classes. I, I, I've told my wife that I want us, we're going to be relocating to South Florida soon. And I told her that was one of the first things I wanted to do. My wife is not Latin, but she is a absolute trooper with me. And so ballroom, would you choose ballroom? Uh, so ballroom, but Latin dancing. Okay. Right. So like, I don't want to learn swing. I don't want to learn that stuff. It'd be fun if I wanted to challenge myself with something new but I want to learn how to dance salsa, bachata, merengue kizomba um, which is a Portuguese dance which is like the sexiest dance in the world mm, like mm-hmm. I would want to learn and I would want to learn with my spouse because love that. I want to be able to say on a Friday like let's go dancing I was going to say yeah so uh, years ago uh, Donovan bought me a um uh, like a ballroom dance class for These us who are dancing fools for us to do, but we I've seen them. We we yeah we I mean we dance a lot together. They're um, sweet. not good, but we want to learn ball. So when we go down to Florida, we'll learn with you. You will absolutely take absolutely. the class. We will take the class hundred percent. Donovan would be into for sure. I know we definitely want to do that because I do have some friends that. I see like back in Colorado that go out dancing, ballroom dancing or salsa dancing, um, specifically salsa actually now that I think about it, um, weekly. I love it. I know. Love it. I, I want to try a bar class. I want to try a lot of things. I do too. I I'm a, a big... I want to try it all. I know. We took, we took a, uh, a pottery class. Did I tell you this? No, I've oh been dying to take God. one. Oh my God. We took a pottery class a couple weeks ago. And I had wanted to do it during the pandemic. And so I kind of like tabled it in my mind that we'll try it again later. Um, so we took a pottery class a couple weeks ago and it was phenomenal. Every Saturday they host these classes and I was surprised because I was expecting them to be like, oh, here are your options. But they were like, you can make whatever the hell you want. Like, we'll show you the basics and everything else. And so naturally they came around and they were like, what do you want to make? And I was like, anything that I can period. If I can make it and leave here with something, I'm good to go. So I was like, so she even, she was like, let's try a pot. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So they go through the steps. I make this very basic little pot. I get it back in a few weeks. I'll even share it when I get back. I'll share a picture on our Instagram. Um, So, you know, you make it and everything, you choose your glaze, but it was so fun. It was so flipping fun. Immediately I left and I was like, I need the subscription. And Donovan was like, you don't, you, you're not going to be running a business. You don't know how to make anything else. And I was like, but I can make pots. <laughs> I can make- Everyone's getting a pot for Christmas. <laughs> Everyone's getting from pots. Nori. So I think I'm absolutely going to take a few more classes for sure. But it may be something that I would love to end up eventually doing a subscriptions. I'm so excited to get my pieces back. It takes six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it'll be a while, but um, super excited about it. So if you get a little planner pot for Christmas, mind your business. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And again, you don't have to become a 
I don't even, a potter. Like, right. You, it doesn't have to become a job, but going out and taking these classes, again, I'm a yeah. huge Groupon fan, and I yeah. was checking to see what was available in the Fort Lauderdale area. Yes. And oh, there I bet was so much. a pottery class. <gasps> but it's like, I was going to ask you, is it with the wheel where yes. you were like, like, you have a ghost moment where you're yes. like, Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. When she took me, when she took me by the arms, I was like, <laughs> take me, baby. <laughs> exactly. I, so that's the thing, right? It's all about, Finding a little joy out of life, right? Whether yes. it's a bar class or a dance class or, or you know, a, learning how to play a new instrument. Yeah. It's all about finding that little bit of joy. It's easy to do nothing. And then it's easy to complain that, yes. you, have, that you have no hobby, that you have no skills. It, it You have nothing to step to out of your comfort zone. You have to step out of your comfort zone. It's one of those situations where, for me anyway, um, I never want to go. I, I, I always, um, like, does Donovan have to push you to go? No, no, no. My, my late night self wants to go. Victoria. Victoria makes the plan. Makes the plan. And, and then, then the you... day comes and then I'm like, oh, but I, I don't want to get dressed. <laughs> I want to stay home. I want to just sit and I want to watch Bob's Burgers or whatever. Right. And then I do have to like get myself amped up. And it's the same thing for everything. Like even going out with friends and people I love, everything. I would, I always tell myself I would rather stay home. But I never go out and regret going. It's just the getting up and going. Yes. So absolutely, Victoria makes these nighttime plans for us and books these classes. <laughs> and that's what I found. Like I need to book the class. I need to book the reservation. I need to pay the holding fee. And then when Nori has to get up and go, she loves it. She loves it and, uh, and no regrets. And so, go. yeah, it's, uh, I think for me anyway, so if there's anybody like that listening, like it, it is easier to do nothing, but I realize then I complain about doing nothing and yes. nobody can change that but me. Yes. So I am absolutely trying to do all the new things. I think with that, that is our show. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Alex. I'm your host, Nori. Close us out, girl. Oh, we hope you have a good night. Thanks for joining us on The Good Night Shop. Again, you can follow along for all of our adventures and future episodes at The Good Night Shop on Instagram, or you can listen to all of our Music Minute songs on our uh, Spotify playlist at The Good Night Shop. And you can always comment or reach out to us on Instagram if you have any topics that you want us to cover as well. Absolutely. Thank you again for joining us. And if you want to continue being a part of the conversation, make sure to like and share um, if you want. We're here. We hope you're here too. Thank Bye. you. <laughs>